baseball. Kevin. So baseball. Kevin. Yes, sir. Welcome to So Baseball, the podcast. Emergency podcast. Emergency MVP season-ending award podcast. Okay, that was good. (laughs) All right. For those of you listening, for those of you still with us, it's Thursday, November 17th, and the season awards have just been handed out. We have rookies of the year were uh, Julio Rodriguez of the Mariners, Michael Harris II of the Braves, the Cy Youngs were Verlander, and Sandy Alcantara of the Marlins, and MVPs were Paul Goldschmidt of the Cardinals and Aaron Judge. Kevin, and managers of the year? Managers of the year. Don't forget managers. Yeah, lay it on me. Peop- Remember. <laughs> no, Managers of the year Walter were Terry and- Francona and Buck Showalter. Exactly. So, interesting. Uh, let's see. So, only one player didn't make the playoffs? Their team didn't make the playoffs? Sandy. That would be Sandy. Yep. So, that's interesting, I think. Um yeah, I, th- I think it was all good. I, I, I the only the one I, I Manny Machado should have been the MVP for the National League. Totally, that guy, that guy carried the Padres. Remember the game we went to, the Friday night here, yep, in San Francisco. He owned that game. <laughs> like, I know. Like he walked. He walked up and he like just put the ball wherever he wanted to put it off his back. It was like yeah. It was amazing. So, and that wasn't an unusual yeah. thing. He came through so many yeah. times for that team to keep them in the win column, to keep them in the playoff hunt. We thought the Padres yeah. were going to fold. I mean, obviously the front office is doing everything they can to put yeah, talent but, on the field. But when but the best Ha-Sung thing, but Kim the best thing they cold, did, Cronenworth got off to a to a poor yeah. start. Hosmer couldn't hit. Grisham was no. hitting one twenty seven. You know what I mean? The, Tatis, the Tatis was, was missing in action. Tatis is missing. Uh, you can't find a catcher for love or money that can hit. Like, no. so he it was he a carried the team. Game. Yeah, he yeah. carried the team. He was it's the like most that, valuable player. I actually say he's more valuable than Judge. Oh, for sure. I I, I agree. And and it's like that old uh, that old poster or card. You know, there's like. If if Jesus was with me the whole way while there was only one set of footprints in the sand and he was carrying you and that was Manny carrying the Padres. Exactly. I mean, plus he plays he plays a skilled defensive oh. position. He no, plays he better scared. than almost anyone. Exactly. Way better than anyone. Not even close. And that even Arenado, he's good, but whatever. Uh, look, Goldschmidt had a lot of other people around him. That team kind of wasn't that good all year long. It was kind of flopping around here and there. Yeah, Goldie's got the stats, but stats ain't everything when it comes to, uh, you know, making a team, keeping a team alive. And yeah. Manny kept kept the Padres alive. And that game, I think he had three extra that we saw. I think he had a couple doubles and a triple or something, if I recall. Maybe a home run even. But I'm not a Cardinals fan, but I did have Paul Goldschmidt 
on one of my main fantasy teams this season. So I was following his stats daily, and yeah. it was very impressive. What yes, he did last year was just incredibly impressive. Um, and, you know, it was it's great when you see these guys have a standout season later in their career. And, you know, a lot of people thought that Goldschmidt and Arenado would split the Cardinals vote and right. give the award to Manny. But I think just everyone threw their vo- votes behind Goldschmidt and kind of forgot about Manny. And I think like what you're saying, it's a little bit of a West Coast bias, anti-bias, yeah. because yeah. people on the East Coast and Central time don't always stay up to watch the West Coast games. So right. they miss it, some of the, the heroics. Exactly, because they were watching them in 2021 because Tatis was there. And Tatis was drawing a bit of a crowd. But everyone just kind of left, left it all alone this year. And, and like I said, that guy, Manny, was just on fire. And you saw him even in the playoffs, you know. He just – he just he, I'm really impressed of where Manny – how far Manny Machado has come as a player uh, to his level now. It's, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Because he's always well, had the skills, but now he's got the he's got the leadership quality that is, you know, unparalleled. And maybe that led into it. Maybe some because it's still the writers who vote for this, right? Yeah. Don't and so there, you know, there's a lot of anti Manny stuff out there too. So, um, you know, that could have played into it as well. I'll you tell know, you writers, what, writers have a long they they have a long memory. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of baseball fans and writers out there who are always going to see Manny Machado as the heel, as the villain of the piece, and that's fine. Go ahead, haters going to hate. We know he's you know had a few blemishes on his on his record over the years, you know playing hard, blah blah blah, and and that's fine. But if you look at Manny's year. They had the huge win in New York in the playoffs. They had the even bigger win against the Dodgers, knocking out the Dragon in the NLDS. And I remember that interview on on TV after that victory over the Dodgers. Manny with the uh, ski goggles and the you know the the beer flowing, and he's talking to Big Poppy and A Rod on TV. Manny would not trade that for a piece of individual hardware. He got, Manny got something even better. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, I don't think, even won a single playoff game. I think no, the, they didn't. the Phillies went there and beat them two they, straight. They, they won the first eight innings of game one. Right. So, <laughs> you know, Goldie's got his MVP, but Manny yeah. beat the Dodgers. And that's more important. I don't think Manny's in this game for his individual achievements. He uh, he got his big contract from the Padres. He's gonna he's gonna make well over three hundred million over his career. He does. Um, I don't know if his contract is particularly incentive laden. Um, so he he's gonna be a little bit like, oh yeah, they fucking hate me. But it's just gonna motivate him more for next season. And we're going to get Tatis back. Soto's going to have two more seasons, at least with the Padres. And it's full speed ahead for your boys. Yeah. 
I, I, and and here's the the thing I would last thing I would say about that is if the players voted for it, Manny would have won it. Probably. Yep, because people respect when people play like that, and when people change, when people people grow. Right? It's like players respect that more than anyone else because they're the ones who have to deal with it day in and day out. They're not sitting back, you know, eating donuts in the press box. Not that there's anything wrong with eating donuts in the press box. I love donuts. I love donuts. Bob's Donuts, Polk Street, 24 hours. There you go. Oh, yeah. That's one of the better donuterias in the world. I don't think that's a word, but go on. Donateria. (laughs) Donateria. Donateria. That sounds like an illness. You know, we filmed in Bob's for the Chipway movie. Perfect five. Oh, we did. Well, you did, but me, Dave, and Spencer oh. did. Oh, nice. They, we went in there at like 2 a.m. and they let us have the run of the place and film as long as we wanted. No permit required, nothing. Just powdered donuts. I mean, we bought a dozen donuts and sat there and ate them and we filmed it. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need to do. Because there's other stuff going. There's other business transactions were taking place at that time, oh, too. Oh, yeah. So. Hell yeah. There was something about filming a movie with like a Bolex. And for those that don't know, a Bolex uh, is like a hand cranked, essentially old 60 millimeter camera. And when you're, uh, it's pretty much film students are the only people using Bolexes still. And um, when you bust into a place with a Bolex and say, hey, can we film in here? You're not, you're not a news crew. You're not a, you know, somebody up to no good. You're just. You're an artsy fartsy uh, filmmaker, and exactly. you can get along. You can get a lot of permissions with a Bolex that you wouldn't yeah. with a camcorder or a fancy looking camera or any. You know, nowadays, you know, probably shoot that on your phone, but still. Well, exactly. To put that in perspective, I made a film with a friend with a Bolex, and I ran the Bolex while this person was getting their tongue. Other person was getting their tongue pierced, and I was there like you know, six inches. <laughs> up close with the bullocks spinning around. So it's pretty cool. Yikes. Yeah, that was, uh, that's just in the nineties. Tribal scarring too. Was is that, place, is that something that we can watch on YouTube or anything? I don't think so. No, I don't know what happened to Elizabeth. Okay. I don't know. I that don't was know one where of the Elizabeth parts of film school was working on other people's projects. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun though, so, you know. So, uh, who, who else do we got? We got, I mean, Verlander, pretty pretty impressive coming back from Tommy John surgery, correct? To win the award. Yeah. Um, Happy for him, we, sort of, I guess. Sa- yeah, I don't know. Sandy, Sandy's great though. I I think that's a that's a huge uh, nod to any player whose team doesn't make the playoffs, and if they mm-hmm. don't have a a fancy win-loss record, um, you know. I think that's that's good too. Uh, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but but just you know, team, uh, people respect certain individuals. I was saying, like Tim Lincecum, when he won the Cy Young, like some years in the earlier days, he wouldn't have won the Cy Young because he didn't have enough wins or this kind of thing. But um, when people see your stuff. And your stuff is good, and you're you're consistent throughout the year. You can still win the Cy Young. Well, also Sandy Alcantara was 
like a workhorse. He pitched more yeah. innings than anybody else. I uh, saw that, yeah. Barely missed a start. Like, the guy just went out there, just an immaculate ERA and whip. Um, you know, you're on the Marlins, so wins and losses are not going to be as telltale of a statistic for what you've done. But, I mean, the guy's so young. He's got such a great future. We have him on our fantasy, on our keeper league. So we're obviously keeping him into next season. But uh, just great to see. And the Marlins are a team on the rise, you know. Sure. That bum that bum Jeter's out of there. And uh, now they, um, they got rid of Donnie Baseball. Donnie's gone. Jeets is gone. They can let Kim Ang just do her thing. And with, they have such a brilliant uh, farm system and, and young young pitchers coming up. If you're not familiar with Yuri Perez, he's another one of these like kind of Glasnow type gigantic six, eight type pitchers. That's just like going to possibly be, I mean, he's probably going to be more breakable than Alcantara just because of his like, um, his like weird, like putting on all of his joints when he's pitching. Um, but uh, hopefully if he can stay healthy, he's going to be maybe like, you know, like Chris Sale-esque. It's just like, is this guy a rubber band? Like, what the hell? Right. So watch yeah. for Yuri Perez next year. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Uh, but I, I think all the right people won. I mean, uh, Bob Melvin could have had his hat in the ring there to win manager of the year as well. But yeah. Walter coming all the way back and. I mean, he, Buck had money behind him. I mean, Padres had Padres spent some money. It's, yeah, yeah. No, they're. I don't uh, think Bob Melvin's going to complain hats, of losing to Buck Showalter. No, I don't think anyways. And hats off to Terry Francona. I mean, he hell he yeah. took a team took a team that people, ourselves included, picked last, and he took them all the way to uh, division round and lost to the Yankees and five yeah. games so two old school managers that yeah. did good stuff for their team um, who was the payroll differential in that series between the mets and the and the no the yankee guardians? the yankees the yankees and the guardians i don't know but i think the entire guardians were making less than garrett cole and jaron carlos stanton <laughs> they might have been making less than the guy they sent to the dodgers joey gallo <laughs> uh anyway yeah it was, it was good stuff so uh, I gotta, I gotta go inside now. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for joining me for this emergency podcast. Have yourself a great night. Thanks to our listeners, and uh, we'll, we'll have yeah, the hot stove baseball. league soon. We'll have the hot stove. Oh yeah, Rizzo resigns with the Yankees. Well, that's just a ploy to get Judge if, back. Yeah. If they don't sign Judge, they they trade him. No, Rizzo's saying. I'm going to the Yankees. Judge, you're my guy. You're coming back too. He's going to be uh, eating soup out of a bread bowl. Yeah. Let's <laughs> podcast tomorrow because there's been some talk about There's a collusion. lot of stuff going on. There's some oh, collusion really? about Judge. Yeah, the, the Mets and Yankees are being accused of collusion. Like the Mets agreed not to, not to negotiate or to offer some bullshit. So follow really? that story. Yeah. I'll um, take a look. I'll read that up on that. To we'll be continued. Tomorrow. So yeah, there's already some 
some shady shit going on with the judge negotiations. So watch this space. He's coming to the West Coast. I hope so. I mean, no, yeah. I don't care. I, th- I, th- I think he is. But I don't care either. I mean, if he does, he does. If he doesn't, we'll have somebody else. <laughs> exactly. I just want the best for judge. Don't fuck with my guy. Pay the man. Yeah, he's a good guy. Good guy. Okay. Okay. Talk to you later. All right. Good night. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's so baseball. Oh, my God. It's so baseball.